Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Manny's and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Hello. Ho, 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 I should actually say. Hee hee. Hee hee. Welcome. Welcome. This is hee hee and ho ho. <laughs> Those are our elf names. They are. So we just, first of all, thank you all for understanding that we, I mean, we do so solid through the entire year. And then mm-hmm. it feels like, honestly, I think it honestly has been the last couple of years. It's like I get sick and then we take a little bit of time off. Then we come back and then or one of us gets sick and then the other one eventually gets it. And that is what happened. That's what happened. I got a very bad sinus infection and I'm still nasally and I'm still coughing. And by the time we get to this episode, I may not have a voice, but I'm here. I feel fine. It's just the residuals. Still no COVID. Surprise. (laughs) I'm so happy for you. Yeah. It's fucking terrifying, but we are recording virtually because Melissa has been beamed up back to the mothership. Mm-hmm. Arkansas swooped her up. 
Woo pig suey. That's what the aliens said when they came and got mm-hmm. you. So we are doing virtual, but you should definitely still watch the video version on Patreon because both of us, without being planned, are wearing hats. Melissa's is much cuter than mine. My aunt's festive. You know, I, I love a holiday. I love a, a time to dress up. We're kind of coordinating in the sense mm-hmm. that like I'm wearing green, you're wearing some red, and then mm-hmm. we've got pink and yellow. It's yeah. maybe it's, what, cute. It's, it's kind of a yellow. I don't know. It's like a it's yellow. It's like a diarrhea yellow, you know? That's the yellow that I was coughing up. Oh, yeah. This is sinus infection mm-hmm. yellow. Yeah. Wow, I, I stopped seeing that, that yellow on Monday. So excited. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm so happy for you. You know, I haven't been infectious in over, over a week, but I got on the plane last Friday and I was like, I hope I don't cough. But, you know, a mask. Kind of like because you're breathing hot air, so it makes like a little steam for you. So I didn't cough one time. Yeah, I didn't cough one time on the plane. I was like, this is great. (laughs) No, there's something like I love masks in general. Like I I love what they do for like, you know, (laughs) protecting germs, bacteria, little spit particles. Mm -hmm. I love it for um, concealing my bad breath and other people's bad breath. But an underrated benefit of them is in the winter, it's a mouth scarf. Like, right. I'm cozy. Uh-huh. I would wear one indoors by myself, just like piss off all the anti-maskers. But I'm like, I'm sorry. It is so much warmer. Like, it's yes. so warm. Yeah. And the plane, for some reason, they put they put the lights out, even though we're flying at 10 o'clock in the morning. They turned the lights <laughs> out like it was a nighttime flight. But Everybody was chilling and sleeping. <laughs> yeah. They were like, go to sleep. They were like, go to sleep. And most people did. <laughs> That's literally like they hypnotized you. They're like, yeah. shh, don't question this. <laughs> That's so funny. But I'm here. I've had one birthday party so far. Still, I have three this weekend and a graduation. So I'm, like you've got, you've got the family was, is stacked on this end of the yeah. year. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm excited for you. I can't wait for us to start our own holiday. Little vacation and we go to Colorado soon. But um, yeah, I guess well, we're recording this before we record. Don't blame me. So I shouldn't give so much of like a oh, mm-hmm. blah, 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 because it'll be the other one earlier in the week. This is But Am I Wrong, a podcast starring me, Megan, and you, Melissa, two icons legends living legends mm-hmm. currently knock on wood I mean, depends <laughs> Who, on the day legitimately i i mean i'm always a legend but am i always living right who are never wrong we are constantly right it is the burden it is the cross that we have to bear it is the weight on our shoulders and so we decided that because we constantly have to be right all the time or we are right all the time that we have to share that knowledge and that wealth with mm-hmm. the masses or whoever is listening to this podcast. The masses. The masses. So we have multiple segments. We start off with us sharing our own hot takes or personal things in our life and proposing the question to each other. Are we wrong? Am I wrong? Then we move on to the but are you wrong segment where you write in with your personal dilemmas, things happening in your life, workplace squabbles, friendship beef, you know, anything in between. And we let you know if you're the hero or the villain of your story. And then finally, we nominate the worst of the week. 
the Wote of the Week, the Rachel of the Week, the But Are They Wrong, pop culture, celebrity, news, politician, anything that's just like the shit show that we think deserves a public bashing with or without, actually always with tomatoes. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, tomato, tomato, tomato. But Melissa, tell them what one of the best parts of this podcast is. One of the best parts of the podcast, besides the two of us, is that y'all get to vote on Fridays. Who knows when they'll actually we'll actually do it because um, it's the holidays and things Holiday are loosey goose. We post on Instagram everything that we talk about on the show and y'all get to vote. On who you think was wrong. And mm-hmm. then on our Friday episode, we read the results and we get to know what you all think. And we also welcome discourse of people messaging in why they might have voted with the unpopular opinion, all of that. We love to hear from all of you. So I initially was like, oh, I've got my like kind of silly hot takes that I love, but I have a new one that was kind of spurred today based off of uh, a message that I got. And my hot take, which I don't even think is that hot of a take, but I think it might be for some people or not even just like controversial, but revolutionary. I am desperately pleading for people to understand that when you share things there, it is not broken up into two groups of you're either complaining or you're bragging. Sometimes people just share things to, to share things. And I think this like, culture right now the, the woke culture right now the 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 libs of tiktok no the um the right now like what we think the things that blow up online are karen videos like people yelling like all of these different things or you know multi-millionaires doing like my birkin collection and all of that that i think we like kind of get on the offense when we watch people's content online that we assume that we have to put them in one of two categories because that's what they're doing. And I think a lot of people are now consuming content that they don't enjoy. But I got this message from someone where I was like, this is absolutely unhinged. Like, Melissa, this is so unhinged. I'm on the edge of my seat. I was like, you're I almost responded to this person. And maybe that could have been my but am I wrong if I responded? (laughs) Like, I don't think you're well. Like truly, like I'm so sorry for whatever you're going through right now. Like I sending you love and light. So I made a post this morning, like just funny, innocuous, like Mots got home from work last night and was like, oh my God, I can see he was peeing in the bathroom and he goes, oh my God, uh, come here. And I was like, um, are you pooping? I don't need to see this. He was like, no, or I can like the color of his pee. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> and also like, you don't remember to flush enough for me to be like floored by never having seen your urine. And no, he was I like, <laughs> He was like, I can see my breath. And I was like, oh my God, that's so funny. And so he go like, it was cold in the house. And so he mm-hmm. could see his breath. And I was like, oh yeah. And like, there's like the steam on the window, like, because it's warmer. It's, you know, we're, mm-hmm. our body heat is warming it up. Condensation. Exactly. And I posted a video of it because he was like, see, take, see if you can take a video. And I captioned it. Let's see. Moth came home from work last night and realized the house was so cold. You could see your breath. LOL. And we're laughing. And this person messages me and says I I can't I actually like can't do this without laughing because it's just so unhinged you know a lot of people live like this normally especially in the north and the midwest but a space heater this is just the most out of touch thing to post about especially when you try and constantly push an agenda I was a longtime follower but this has pushed me away for good 
You're complaining about not having heat in a multi-million dollar, oh, in a million dollar house. You should be lucky. This isn't even a partly bad situation to be in. We lost power for over a week in a huge snowstorm. About once a year, everyone has a right to complain when life gets tough, but this is not something to complain about every fucking second. There are multiple solutions. And once again, many and live like this normally. This was actually heartbreaking to see you post this. What? Melissa, there's not even, there's not a single period. There's not a single punctuation mark in this entire thing. I'm like, <laughs> can you read the first line again? You know, a lot of people live like this normally, especially in the North and the Midwest, but a space heater, this is the most out of touch thing to post about, especially when you try to constantly push and, ag and agenda. I'm, I'm guessing instead of but, they meant by a space by. heater. By. Okay. And I think an agenda, unless. Yeah, I got that part. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I like what, what am I? I don't know what to say to this. No, like, why are they even sending it? Melissa, like, I'm sorry. When you said this was actually heartbreaking, first heartbreaking. of all, breaking part of me is I'm like, I'm so sorry you're in such a fragile state that like this, like really pushed you over the edge. But at the same time, I'm like, have you never been through shit in your life that this broke, this broke your heart? Like, are you and what agenda are you all are are you trying to push? Because they say you're heater? trying to push an agenda. Yeah, big heater. We add that to our list. Big heater. You're anti big heater because you won't put a space heater in the bathroom. Like what? I'm just I'm truly floored and shocked. And it's one of those things that I'm like, yeah, there are certain things I will definitely complain about, but other times it's just like, oh, haha! Like, look, you can see your breath. This is so funny. LOL. But it, it, it doesn't have to be like either or. And it's just so wild to me that like this would uh, like make people uh, upset as in the same like lane that I'm just like, so do you want me to be like, I can't make a joke about like laugh about the fact that we can see our breath like and I responded and I said, not complaining at all. I really I don't mind the cold and it could be a lot colder. I'm enjoying bundling up, just sharing a funny moment like it's Did they respond to that. No. Are they still following you? Because they said they were unfollowing you. No, they're not following me anymore. Because I don't think they were think following was, you to begin with. I think it was too triggering. No, they <laughs> responded to other stories. Okay. I, I also think that there's something funny about thinking that the people that you like watch online or, or whatever, like that everything is catered to like to you and like for you. And so it's just like, okay. Well, like this is like a personal attack because I like if I would I would understand that if I was being like, oh, my God, it's so fucking cold. Like, I'm going to die. No one has ever been this cold before. Like, this is the worst. Like, I'm so like, blah, 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 blah. Like, I fucking hate this house. Like, I'll, like I understand that because like, yeah, that's out of touch. But I, <laughs> anything else, it just is like you're in this really rigid kind of narrow lane. And I saw this TikTok from Celebrity Memoir Book Club where they talked about Molly May's book. And they were saying that when they share these takes on these memoirs, they like talk about their opinions, what they think of all of it. Without a doubt, every single episode, people are like, oh my gosh, you're just hating. Why are you hating? And they're like, you know, this is how we get shitty memoirs because we're just like sharing our opinions on like mm -hmm. something that in this sense. And that's why Molly May's memoir sucks because she couldn't say a fuck anything. Like she, she felt like she was put into this like little, and she didn't say this, and the, but they're saying that has to be why this is so fucking boring because they, she's not saying any opinions, she's not saying anything. She's staying in this like really tiny little rigid thing because either way, she's gonna piss people off 
yeah. if she goes too far to like complains or brat, whatever it is. Yeah, it's like uh, Matthew Perry's memoir. People are complaining because they said that he shared too much. And I'm like, that's what a memoir is about. Like you're supposed to share the terrible thing. Like he had some terrible takes on things. But that's the whole point of a memoir. Like you're not it's not supposed to be so heavily edited that it's like not who you are. You should if you have terrible takes, you should put it in there so people know who you are, because if not, then it's not painting a good picture of the person. No, your memoir should make I should say. Yeah, your your memoir should make people either be like, wow, I fucking hate them now or like, wow, I really like them now. Like Mm -hmm. it should shift perspective. It shouldn't just be like, okay, well, that was bad. Like, that mm-hmm. was it. I mean, people want to give him shit. It could probably be for the fact that how the weird shit he said about his female co-stars versus I know, that's co-stars. what I'm saying. But, like, he said them, and that's yeah. who he, that is an accurate depiction of who he is. And I would rather you tell me. Mm-hmm. I would rather you say it. So I just think it's it's just so... It's so wild that it it feels like people hate and as they should, like, you know, exorbitant flashing and flaunting of wealth, but then also toxic positivity and then like angst and complaining and ranting about like talking like men, poor mental health, all of this. It's like there is a spectrum and people are upset on all ends. And so it's just one of those things that it's like, okay, you need to decide what kind of content you want to consume and if your heart broke from me being able to see the my breath in the house like I'm cozy that's the other part that I'm just like I can't share that it's like cold but I'm like enjoying it you know what I mean like it's just so weird being cold just like warm enough so you can you know live but you like being cold at the same time, I can't even feel when I get that. Like I would all, I'll freeze in the snow. Like I love that. Like that's mm-hmm. so much better. It's like if someone wants to come to me for complaining when it was hot, for sure, go for it. I could not shut up about how fucking hot it was and how miserable I was. I was but complaining also, left, right, you and center. Have, you, it's hard for you to breathe as well. That so is like, true. <laughs> but it's just people I, just want how like some other creators are, where they make everything seem like a highlight reel. And but not they exactly don't because what. they hate the toxic positivity. So like the whole thing that I personally think it is, is it's just like you are unhappy with whatever, like whatever someone is doing, whatever kind of content it is, because they're either too happy and that is rubbing it in your face or they're complaining and you think they don't have a right to complain. And I just think it's so ironic when people are like, so send me these long fucking DMs about like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe all that. I'm like, first of all, I wasn't complaining, but you know who's complaining? You. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you're complaining so fucking much. Like, I just think it's people projecting shit, like, without a doubt. And I've said it before, and I will say it again for anybody who's confused about Los Angeles weather, there are homes built without insulation. Our house doesn't have any insulation. So, our house is colder than it is outside. So, like, we wake up and it's probably like, I think this morning we woke up and it was like 38 degrees in the house. And yeah, that's cold. And we also, LA, California has like wet cold. So you put on your clothes and everything feels damp. So like the floors are really cold to the touch. Everything's cold to the touch. And we're making it work. We have like our electric blanket is really cozy. I have my wearable blanket that you gave me, which is the greatest thing in the world. I get to bundle up in all my favorite fleeces. If it helps anybody, I'm not calling it cold because it's like 60 degrees. 
I'm just sharing that it's you're just sharing. Yeah, it's just so odd because then I'm like, what do you like that people share them? Yeah, you know. Anyways, hope you're okay, Abby, and um, I hope your heart mends itself, and um, you've got this. I think yeah. you can. You'll survive. You you'll power through. I have faith in you. I also got All an right. equally as insane message about something <laughs> totally different. But it's like the same thing of like you're pushing your agenda. I'm like, what agenda? What agenda? <laughs> Melissa, I do not know. Like, I'm so curious what I like would love to be like, could I just ask this follow up question? Like, what do you like? What agenda am I pushing? And how can I monetize this? Can I put it on merch? You have to have like, um, sell a course for the agenda yeah it's like remember in like middle school when you would play the game and the game is just like whoever thinks of the game if you think about the game you lose and it's like oh i just lost the game that's the agenda yeah, yeah. maybe that's her new merch the agenda the agenda is just the agenda hey that's low-key kind of cute <laughs> all right my turn christmas hot takes this isn't going to be as funny as thanksgiving but i still have hot takes and I want to say that this is specifically for people that celebrate Christmas. So if you do not celebrate Christmas, you know, and you don't fall into any of these categories, this isn't for you. That's what I celebrate. I'm speaking from personal experience. All right. Starting December 15th, which is the day that we're recording until December 26th, I should strictly hear Christmas music when I'm in the car, which means I'm putting it on or I'm with other people that celebrate Christmas. We're not listening to top 40 anything unless it's like the top 40 Christmas songs of all times. Certain Christmas songs should only be sung by certain people. Even if they aren't the originators of the song, it's theirs now. And so this list includes All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey. She should be the only one singing this. I do not want to hear Michael Buble's version I don't want to hear the version that Justin Bieber hopped on. Only Mariah. Did Glee do one? Because I felt like yes, that maybe that would be your they exception. Did. <laughs> they did. Um, I just, I mean, only Mariah. But Glee did do one. It wasn't great. Okay. Last Christmas should only be sang by, sung by Wham. Christmas Baby Please Come Home by Darlene Love. Santa Claus is Coming to Town by Jackson 5. Run Rudolph Run by Chuck Berry. The list goes on, but like those specific songs, those are my top five that should only be sung by those people. I have others, but we don't have the time. Last Christmas, Hillary Duff's rendition, I just have to say, is so good. And I can I just add on a real thing, a quick thing. Nobody was here for this conversation because we weren't even recording this. But no, this was exact, at a kitchen table. It's the exact opposite of a song that everybody should do a cover of this Christmas. Mm -hmm. This Christmas is not owned by one bitch. This Christmas, there are so many fantastic renditions. I think if you are going to do a Christmas album, you that is should be your audition. Yeah, you have to audition, but it also has to be good because there are so, yes. there are a lot of bad versions of it too. Mm -hmm. But there are a lot of good versions of it, and none of those include the one by Chris Brown. No, not at all. Carolers, don't ring my doorbell. <laughs> one, it's cold outside. I don't want to let my good heat outside. Two, I don't need your mouth germs skeeting inside to my house. And it's just awkward. Like, there's like 10 <laughs> people standing there stinging while I have the door open looking at you in, like, my drawers, probably in a rope. Like, don't 
don't come. If I see you like out on the square downtown, great. Like that's that's the place I'm choosing to go to enjoy the Christmas spirit. I'm going to see the lights. I'm going to drink some hot cocoa. If there's some carolers there, great. If there's some competing carolers there that are having a sing off, even better. But don't the come bar to my and house. <laughs> Honestly, like there's nothing I feel more uncomfortable with than group spontaneous group singing. But specifically, mm-hmm. like, there's nothing more awkward than, like, you know, someone who, like, in a college dorm picks up a ukulele and just is like, I want to sing you a song. You're just like, Haha. and yeah. then you add that by like 10 different people mm-hmm. and wearing coordinating outfits. That feels like a cult initiation. It does. Don't come. Christmas Eve, we're making Christmas cookies. There's no like exception for that. We're also putting Christmas cookies out. And leaving a cup of some type of milk. And if you have children around you and you don't drink milk, you still need to fake it. Like you need to make it look like I don't need you just to pour it out. Like there's only a little bit. You need to make you need to put your lips on the glass. You don't have to drink it. Just put your lips there and then pour it out. Make it realistic. Engage in the fantasy. Mm-hmm. Also on Christmas Eve, we're also opening one gift. No exception. And, you know, the consumerism and the commercialism of Christmas, like it doesn't have to be a thing. My favorite gift that I've ever received was from my brother-in-law like 10 years ago. He made me this jar that just has modern family quotes in it that he handwrit out. And like, I still have that. So do like you don't have to buy things, just have something nice for the people you love. We should also, unlike Thanksgiving, Christmas, you need all three meals of the day and they should have some little like holiday to it. Like if we're making pancakes, make Santa pancakes for breakfast, for lunch. Let's, you know, make snow with some powdered sugar. But every meal, we should have every meal on Christmas and they should all be festive. Also, Christmas is, is a time to experiment with meats. Like you must have a Christmas ham 100%. But like also let's let's if you want to add some lamb in, have a roast, do some seafood. Like Christmas is the time to have all the meats. Yes, you. we kept you in a box for Thanksgiving mm-hmm. and now f- free yourself from those chains. Make right. a salmon, glaze a salmon, do yes. maple salmon, do uh-huh. do some scallops, do some whatever you want to do. Like now's the time to get kooky, get creative. Mm-hmm. Get creative and just make it like it just needs to taste good. It doesn't all have to go together. It just needs to taste good. What did you eat on Christmas? We we have a, a variety of things. We uh, 100% have the ham. Sometimes we have a turkey. Sometimes we have duck. Sometimes we have Cornish hens. Sometimes we have, I think they they take a little gamey. Sometimes yeah, we have duckies. lamb. Sometimes we'll do um, different seafood. So, you know, a plethora of food. Do you want to guess what I grew up eating on Christmas? Salad. I don't know. No. My godfather's ex, like long-term partner, but they're not Mm -hmm. together anymore. He would do tamales. So my whole life we would have have banana banana uh banana leaf tamales. Mm -hmm. And there's a specific pungent smell that comes from steaming banana leaves. And then that would also be paired with Italian ricotta stuffed shells. It was the exact epitome of like, these things do not go go together. together. Christmas food does not go together. We'll do, we've had, we'll go pick up the tamales. We won't cook them at the house, but we have a tamale lady and we'll go pick it up from her. So like, you know, it's just good food. Just good food. The more, the merrier. 
<laughs> Good one. And my last thing, and it is a very hot take, stop using wrapping paper. It is bad for the environment. You use that Amazon box that, that came in or the shopping bag that you got it in. Stop using wrapping paper. I stopped doing this years ago and I make little cartoons of the people that the person that the gift goes to on it. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. I'm one of those people who reuses wrapping paper, ribbons. Like when we wrap presents, like we're wrapping them here this year. But when we last year, we like mailed everything to Colorado and wrapped them there. And we just reuse the same box of ribbons that they've had for like 30 years. If you're reusing stuff, awesome. But like, don't just like rip everything. If you're going to do it, carefully undo it and save it for later. Yeah. I also love when you people do them in like napkins or like. Yeah. I mean, it all started. People would just use wrapping. I mean, uh, newspaper. Yeah. Trader Joe's, you can use those bags to wrap too. Yeah. I adore your Christmas hot takes. I think they're fantastic. And it's so interesting to see like other people's traditions and like what they do. Like Matsu's family, they their whole thing was like they would open all of the presents the night before on Christmas Eve, like I think Mm -hmm. almost at midnight Mm -hmm. and had to change that up because I would fall asleep. And then thankfully now there's a baby. So it's like, well, we definitely can't do that. When would Santa come? You know, they don't do Santa. They do. They do trolls. They say like the trolls brought you Is that Swedish? this. I don't think so. Some Swedes could correct me. I think it was just, I don't know. Then. I mean, that's what I, I kind of, I like Christmas because people just do what they want to do. Yeah. Like, I don't think when we've got kids, I think it's going to be like Santa is going to be like Harry Potter, like a fun character that you can like enjoy the content surrounding, um, maybe a little bit less turfy in origin, but not in a like Santa brings you presents because as someone who like grew up with like kids who I grew up like you know not not in poverty or anything like that but Mm -hmm. I grew up with kids who are a lot a lot like had a lot more money and things than I did and so that was like a little a hard thing to grapple with as a kid where it was like oh Santa brought me like socks and a beach towel and like a Barbie and Santa brought you like five American girl dolls. Like mm. why, you know, cause then it feels like <laughs> this is like a teacher that doesn't like me as much. Yeah. That's why I, I, I say, you know, make gifts too. They're fun. Yeah. Plus, don't you want credit? I would as a parent. I used to say that I did, but I've changed now. Look at you growth evolving. All right. So let's take a break. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Today's episode is brought to you by a sponsor we love, 310 Nutrition. 310 Nutrition is helping us, you, our listeners, in the new year with protein and superfood-rich products with so many options and flavors for your personal preferences. They're adding new products all of the time, and I just got my... I mean, I didn't just get my package. I just got a, a, a secondary of my package, and I, as someone who needs electrolytes to function, there it's like elixir from the gods i cannot sing their praises enough specifically the cucumber flavor of this electrolyte mix is delicious like it's it's so good i've even like had it on like ice and been like i'm drinking like a drink drink like you can throw a little straw in there and it's it's delicious it's so good and i just i love they're filled with so many great ingredients that really help if you're like me and you like, you know, medically need some electrolytes, but also if you're working out, if you're sweating, hot summer day, you're going to an amusement park, you're on your feet for a long period of time, all of that. Um, most of us are not getting the electrolytes we need. Yeah, I drink mine specifically when I am working out. It's my beverage while I'm working out. I just take one stick of the hydrate, mix it in with my bottle of water. 16 ounces of water can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water if you got that hydrate in there. They also have the all-in-one shakes, which I absolutely love. I'm running low, so I got to get some more. But um, I love the chocolate bliss the vanilla cream the caramel sundae i have all three of those flavors sometimes i mix and match them sometimes i'll use it when i'm baking or i'll just drink it straight and it is they're so good they have a triplex protein blend plant-based proteins that include pea brown rice and pumpkin that makes it so delicious you can get fiber and superfood blends with more than 25 organic fibers and superfoods blended into one easy, delicious shake. And they also have 310's four shake flavor starter kit, which lets you sample all the flavors for only $9. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with Don't Blame Me and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and super easy to put together an order, or you can start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code blame me right now for 50% off up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code blame me. In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books. So we're so excited about book of the month. 
because this is something that our listeners are going to love. This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a, a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available. And I, I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited uh, for someone who like, <laughs> you know, the ease of getting into a book, a lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like, you're going to get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is, it's kind of like a, a straight shot into that and something that book of the month you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. One of the amazing things about Book of the Month is that every aspect of Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress and as well there are reading challenges and rewards and book of the month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next which for me is like the biggest hurdle i love when other people make choices for me especially when they're good choices and i'm like cool i can trust you so each month the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from all of the books are so good you can't go wrong and i mean that wholeheartedly when we were picking like our selects for this i was like wait this I like all of them. This is hard. And I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like, okay, so these are like my top ones. I'm assuming they will be yours. So don't pick the same one as me. So then we can swap afterwards. And that's what we did. So we got the ministry of time by Killian Bradley. And we also received the return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean. The ministry of time is like, people are calling it like, if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books, it's quoted from town and country saying it's really innovative fun storytelling the ministry of time is definitely for you and listed as 45 of the must read books for spring 2024 and then harper's bazaar also said part time travel romance part spy thriller and 100 percent multifaceted joyride <gasps> when i tell you that i was like sold we're also excited about the return of ellie black and this one is about a missing girl who returns but that isn't the end of the story it's only the beginning. We both like a, a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since detective Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes. Ever since Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls. But happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work, which that sounds so intriguing. And I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait. And we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor. And we know y'all are already going to love this. Plus, we've been recommended this so many times. Mm -hmm. So I, I we, we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com and you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is your first book, $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. We're back. How was the break for you, everybody? Great. Awesome. I love the call and response system we have on uh, this uh, podcast with our audience. Okay. So now we're, it's time for 
but are you wrong and that's when y'all write in and uh share if you and when we judge if you're right or wrong in the situation and you can send emails to but am i wrong pod at gmail.com and keep it to and keep it to 300 words or less you're up Hi, Megan and Melissa. I, 25, she, her, am writing in about a situation with my friend group, Sharpay and Troy, both 24. Back in August, we went on a friend's trip with one other friend. Sharpay fronted the bulk of the trip for Troy, his portion of the Airbnb, plane ticket, etc. This was because we wanted to make it easier by purchasing everything together. And since Sharpay makes the most money, six figures with over $300,000 in stocks. (laughs) Damn, Sharpay, get it. She agreed to put it on her card with the agreement that we would pay her back before we left for the trip. It is now November and we're wanting to plan a trip now for next year. Troy still has about $1,000 owed to Sharpay and stopped making payments last month. Sharpay says that she will not cover anyone's cost anymore, especially Troy, until he has paid back the money. My two questions are, is it wrong that I'm in support of Troy paying back Sharpay, even though Sharpay is in a privileged position and isn't hurting for money? Troy makes slightly more than minimum wage, but lives with his family still. Also, would we be wrong to still take the trip if Troy isn't able to pay back Sharpay in time? More context. Troy doesn't pay bills aside from his credit card. My husband thinks we're in the wrong because a few years back, Sharpay needed a place to stay and ended up living with Troy's family for a couple of years in Troy's room, which thought, which caused them to basically become family. She's been in their family photos and gone on trips to visit his extended family. He also thinks that it's wrong that she's expecting the money back when she makes significantly more than him. What do you guys think? I think that you have a missed opportunity here because you said this was because we wanted to make it easier by purchasing everything together. And you should have said this was because we wanted to make it easier because we're all in this this together. together. (laughs) (laughs) I love the second I started. I was like, I know what you're doing. Yeah, that was a, that's actually crucially where you failed. Yeah. And I've never even seen High School Musical and I still, I'm here for this. Well, because it's, it, it is just a moment in history, even if you haven't watched it. And you should watch it because Mods like literally fucking loved it. So, okay, here's the thing. I think in retrospect of like looking at the whole big picture sort of a thing, I think it would be totally fair and like understandable if Sharpay was like, oh, you've got a thousand bucks left. Like, don't worry, I've got this. Like, you know, we, you've, you've done, you've been there for me, blah, 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 sort of a thing. But that shouldn't be like expected. And if you don't have a conversation about it and like the expectation is you're paying money back, like you have to pay the money back, like regardless of Mm -hmm. who you've borrowed money from, like I have to pay my mortgage. I borrowed money from the bank. Like that's just, just because the bank has more money than me doesn't mean that they should like, I mean, okay. If we want to get into like capitalism and shit, like I, bank, I don't think but... we, it, yeah, it's just one of those things that is just kind of like, it's just, if you deal with the terms and conditions beforehand and money can be like fucking sticky. And the other little caveat I would say is that like, it seems like Troy is still having a lot of their life, like bankrolled by their parents and living in Troy's house and in Troy's room was definitely pro- an imposition on Troy's personal space. But I think that that bill was fronted by Troy's parents. So if, you know, I, I can't imagine I, if it was me, I wouldn't feel like I'm, if I wanted to pay back for the money that someone spent helping me out, I would give it to them, not like their kid, unless they decided to give the money to their kid. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't think it's mm-hmm. a tit for tat situation because I don't think it applies to the same 
people. Right. I agree. I also, it's, it feels like if Troy, Troy like didn't say anything to Sharpay, didn't make any other arrangements with Sharpay to say like, hey, I'm not going to be able to pay this back or hey, um, I need more time. I think that's on Troy. Like he should have said something to Sharpay. You can't just expect other people to pay your way. And then I also, I think, it's a luxury and a privilege that Sharpay is able to front everybody to begin with. And it shouldn't be something that's expected if you're taking another trip. And I, con- I completely understand where Sharpay is coming from. Like, it should not be expected for Sharpay to pay for everyone and then they pay her back. Like, that that's more of like a luxury. That's more of a something that she's doing. I expect out the kindness of her heart. But like, that shouldn't be an expectation that everyone has. That this is how it's always going to be. Yeah, because it didn't work the first time. Like, mm-hmm. it was like, oh, it didn't pan out how it was supposed to. Also, how expensive was this trip? Because if you still owe, if he still owes about $1,000 and like was paying monthly installments and then just stopped this month and it seems like it's back in August. Yeah, this just also seems like you know, it was it might have been out of his budget to begin with. And at that point, like, as a friend, I don't think that they're in the I think that like his agency with whatever he wants to do. But I do think that like planning a trip that someone can't afford and needs to be like on a payment plan for, I think Mm -hmm. if you're going to front that cost, I, I think it is if you're the one encouraging them to do it and offering this as a solution for them to be able to pay for it. I do think it's kind of like, you might not get your money back. Like I, you know, we've always said this before, like loan, like in an ideal world, obviously circumstances and situations happen, but like you shouldn't be loaning money that you're counting on to like pay your bills with. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean that you shouldn't pay people back, but I hope it didn't put Sharpay in like a tough financial spot because. Yeah. Cause yeah, she makes six figures, but all, and then you're saying that she has over 300 in stock. You can't, you don't have access to that stock money until you yeah. pull it out and there's penalties and things applied to it. And just because she makes six figures doesn't, again, that doesn't mean that everyone else should depend on her. Yeah. I think, yeah, first, you know, it's something that she did that was nice, but like, and if, if you can't, if everyone can't afford to go on the trip that's being proposed, then y'all need to do another trip that's less money. Or the people that, like, I don't think that y'all should be taking trips where Sharpay is putting up all the money first. Yeah. I also think that, like, expensive and, like, lavish trips can be fun. Mm -hmm. But the most fun that you're having is you're spending time with, like, the it's the people and the company and all of that. And at a certain point, you don't really want to, like, price out your friends like where it's just like oh we're in different like tax brackets and so now we don't spend time together like it's a really quick way to build resentment and I think that the situation shouldn't even have happened to start with but I don't think you're wrong for thinking that like Sharpay should be paid back and I also don't think you're wrong I think your husband's wrong I think your husband's wrong. And I don't necessarily think that you're wrong for taking the trip without him if he can't. But I just would caution you to know that like everyone's financial situation, like is not necessarily so stable. And 
if the things that you do and the social activities have then priced out like a friend who otherwise is like great and you would enjoy their presence there and like you love them and really care about them, but they just can't afford to do those certain things. Your financial situation is not permanent. It could go away and you could end up being in that position. So I just think it's good to also not rely on money for you, you can throw money at problems when it comes to travel, but I think there's something like really good about like learning how to do things and see the world um, more affordably because then mm-hmm. you'll consistently be able to do that through your life versus just when you have a lot of money or whatever it is. Yeah. So does that make the caller, does that make the writer Gabriella? I would just like to know. No, right? Because Gabriella and Troy are together, correct? Oh, so then you would be... Maybe Zeke because Zeke loves. I don't know. If I'm too far. In. Zeke I don't is know the hot. Zeke is. Oh, I'm gonna. Zeke is the one who General is Hospitals. hot. Who's exactly? Yes. Son. The hot one from uh, soap opera. All right. Hi, Megan and Melissa. I love the podcast. I'm a female, 29 years old. She, her, from Spain, and a fat woman. Yes, that is relevant. A few weeks ago, I had to get an ultrasound to check on something unrelated to my weight. The tech that performed the test, he, him, asked me if I had considered getting a bariatric surgery because I was so beautiful that it was a shame that I had this body. I'm working on my body image issues with my psychologist, so I was chill about it and told him that I don't want that for me. After a few minutes, he insisted, so I told him that being fat is not related to my beauty or my worth, and he immediately flustered and said, don't worry, I like curvy women. Then he realized his comment was out of place. I walked out of the hospital laughing about it with my mom as it did not affect me. However, now I feel unsure about my reaction. Am I wrong for not registering a complaint about this situation? I know that if I was in another place mentally, that would have affected me a lot. So now I think I should have done more to protect me and other fat people that navigate a pretty fat phobic medical environment every day. Thanks. Oof, I hate this person so much. Um, Some people just don't need to talk. Like they don't just- need to talk because they're like, it's not. He like insinuated that being fat made you ugly, but then said that he liked curvy women. So he's like, but he said that you were beautiful, but like your body was shameful. He's like it's negging like he's, you. He's nagging you. He's like hitting on you, which is inappropriate on top of the other things that he was doing that was inappropriate. This was actually like, I don't, have you seen Shrill on the Hulu? It's a no, show. I, I wanted to watch it. It's really good. But there's an episode where she's at the doctor's office and there. She doesn't have her regular doctor and somebody's subbing in and they tell her that they should have surgery too like the same thing but she's like on the show she's a reporter so she wrote about like at first she kind of had like your kind of reaction like no and I'm fine and then once she got in the car she was angry and was like yelling things at the doctor but then realized the doctor had headphones in so they didn't hear it (laughs) and then later she wrote about it and the hospital got a lot of complaints or the doctor's office got a lot of complaints about it so like you writer don't always have to be like fighting for like you have you can react to things in however way that you want to react to them you don't always have to be like a I hate this word but like social justice warrior because because of the situations that you're in or that you go after I don't think that you're wrong 
But if you're, if you are like feeling a little unsure about your reaction and you do feel like, you know, like if I say something, then it does help other people down the line, then, you know, go for it. I don't feel like it's too late to ever do that, but you can do that on your own accord and only if you want to do it. Yeah. And you can also have like a multifaceted reaction. Like you can be like, oh, I've done all of this like self-work and like have worked on my body image. And so like this comment doesn't get to me. And it doesn't mean that if you file a complaint that the comment did get to you, like that doesn't Mm -hmm. negate any of the work that you've done. Like you can laugh at something and be like, this is idiotic. Like this per, like this doesn't affect me. Like this person is wrong. And so out of, out of their scope of what they should say this was so inappropriate and it's not keeping me up at night, but like I'm can file a complaint like if and say something to it. Like I think it, you can look at that as there's different shades of, you know, if someone in this, uh, not to compare it to something so trivial, but in the sense of like, you see someone who is like parked in kind of like a crooked way or something. And you're like, oh, this doesn't really bother me. But you're like, whatever, I'm just gonna go to the worker and be like, hey, by the way, I don't really care. But just so you know, someone's parts a little crooked there. And like, but it's not like, I'm gonna tell you blah, 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 blah. Like, Mm -hmm. there's different ways that we go about in our daily life where it was just like, oh, this is kind of a nuisance, or this is kind of a, a small thing that I'm just gonna pop in and let them know. But again, it's if you have the capacity to do that. And it doesn't have to be like an emotional kind, it doesn't have to come from an emotional or a hurt place or even like protecting other people place. It can literally just come from like really straightforward black and white. Like, oh yeah, this is not how it's supposed to go here. So I just thought I would let you know, like it's going to rain tonight. Like it's, it's Uh one, you can just say it as a fact because it is, that is what happened. I just would love to know (laughs) if Spain, I would assume it's kind of similar to uh, some of the medical system here, but like ultrasound techs can't even tell you what they see on your ultrasound. Like they can't even like diagnose you or tell you what they're like. They're like, oh, your doctor has to be one to interpret these results. So if that is the case, this man f- can't even tell you what he's seeing on the ultrasound or w- what for what condition you're there for, but feels comfortable enough to say this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, okay, for sure. For sure. Just stop fucking talking. But yeah, I, I think that like I personally regret not having reported a therapist that I had or a psycho- like a the psychiatrist, psychologist, therapist kind of combo at Kaiser Permanente, uh, where they have the greatest mental health service that was dripping with sarcasm. And I, now that I'm like, time has passed, I regret that I didn't report him and I don't have the info on him to like report him now. But I know that like at the time I was not capable of that. And like, it took more learning and more growth for me to feel like I had agency and knew what I knew that what they did was wrong. And it wasn't like my fault and it wasn't on me or anything like that. So I think if you're at that place, I don't think that you'll regret it. And even if you send one message and they want to have a follow-up and you're like, I don't really want to continue this more, like you can, you can bow out at any moment. Mm -hmm. What a fucking dipshit. Agree. Okay. So I need to know if I'm wrong for thinking this is weird. I just want to say I fucking love when something starts like this. I'm just like, (laughs) bitch, I'm fucking in. Like seatbelt buckled ready. Let me put my fucking glasses back on. My glasses. My glasses. My boyfriend, 25, he, him, and I, 23, she, her, have been dating for over six years now. And I honestly have no complaints. However, I just found out he kisses his mother on the lips. This man has never given me the ick until now. 
I guess I just have never noticed that he does this before. Him and his mom have a good slash healthy relationship and I have a good relationship with her as well. I obviously wouldn't break up with him for this or make him feel weird about it, but is it weird? Is it just that I was told that I couldn't kiss my dad on the lips after like age 10? Am I wrong for thinking it's weird? Megan just dramatically took her glasses off. If you're wrong for thinking it's weird, I don't want to be right. I also think it's weird. And I understand that there are cultural differences and that's fine. But if you are not telling them like, oh, you're disgusting. This is awful. Like you're incestual, like blah, blah, blah. Like you're allowed to observe things and go, that is weird. That is that is not. And weird doesn't mean bad. Weird doesn't mean dangerous or problematic. It just means that it's not something that you grew up around. So it can be off-putting to you. So I think if you have observed that their relationship is healthy, okay. But I am naturally thinking of the Tom Brady video. Is anybody encouraging this kiss a little bit more as in Tom Brady and forcing his child to give him a kiss? Because if it's two people who are equally into it, but Don't if you're into it, sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. But if it's two people who are equally participating and consenting to participate, then okay. But if one person is a little more gung-ho than the other and it's out of obligation, I think that b- cultural norms aside, I don't think anyone should be doing something that they are uncomfortable with. Yeah, the thing I I personally wouldn't use the word weird. I would just say it's just not for me. But this is not something that I do. I do not kiss my father or mother on the lips. I don't kiss anyone that I'm not having a intimate romantic relationship on the lips. Um, I it's just it's not for me. But I do understand. I, I mean, I remember when I was in sixth grade and my friend's dad dropped her off at school and they kissed each other on the lips, and I thought that was not for me. And I didn't know people still did that um, at that age. But I mean, some people do. Culturally, they do. And then just some people in their own households do that. Again, not for me. This reminds me of a video that I recently saw on TikTok, where this girl posted a video of her mother-in-law at their wedding, giving her a lap dance that they ended up on the floor and the mother-in-law was like humping her and they were both into it again not for me but if that's what they want that's for them but i will say in that context i don't want to see it unless i signed a waiver it it just ended up on it it ended up on tiktok where someone posted a video of the bride sitting you know down and the mother-in-law gave the lap dance and they ended up on the floor and then somebody stopped it and said it was a stitch and said you'll never guess what their relationship is but the thing is i know a mother-in-law dress when i see one (laughs) i was about to say was she wearing an adriana papel beaded gown because i could tell you and i was like this is not okay but you know okay for me but if that's what they want great if that's how they see themselves being close if that's what the woman's son likes to picture his bride and mother humping Melissa, each other, stop. then that's for them. It's not for me. Yeah, that statement had no judgment in it. <laughs> None whatsoever. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I would also find it unsettling. But also, you know, I acknowledge that like I don't even like watching people kiss on TV. 
Like my I'm parents fine didn't that. kiss. Like my like I didn't watch people kiss I didn't see growing my, up. Yeah, my parents don't kiss around us either. Well, they did, and then we thought it was gross, and then they stopped. Yeah, so like I already know that like I I have intimacy issues, and I have <laughs> issues with like you know I will want cup I will want couples to get together on a TV show, and I'll be like, oh, are they gonna kiss? Yay! Oh, I can't watch it. Like I'm screaming and covering my eyes, but like I want it to happen, but like I can't watch. My therapist was like, this is fucking weird, and I was like, yeah, I know, yeah, I know. But I mean, to be fair, I'm actually better with it like in person. Like if my friend, I mean, I'll look away, but. It's just weird. I don't know. Maybe it's also the actor thing on camera. But I think that like, like you said, like weird might not be the right word choice for me. I don't think of weird as like a weird is to me. It's just like different. Like I maybe it's because I was called weird so much. I had to like embrace it as just, it's just, you know, slightly different. But I think like, you know, I don't think it's the most common thing. So it would be natural for you to you know, have a reaction that's like, whoa, I didn't know that was happening. But at the same time, if you didn't know, I think then that probably means that the relationship, if it's, it wasn't like, a, oh, this explains a lot, pretend you never saw, pretend you never mm-hmm. knew. Mm-hmm. Just pretend it, pretend they don't. I mean, I find it interesting that in the last six years, this is the first time that you're seeing it. Did they hide it that's from what I'm you saying. before? <laughs> Are oh, they God. comfortable now? No, if they were hiding it, that's... That makes it weird for me. No, that makes it. I won't that say before it, it was weird, but now it's weird if they were hiding it before. No, if they were hiding it, it makes it like the kind of weird that you're like, this doesn't make it like kooky, goofy, quirky, mm-hmm. Zoe Deschanel weird. That makes it weird. weird. I'm pausing, pausing. Mm-hmm. So it's different. It's different. Again, not for me. If you want to have children with this person too, you have to make it known that this does not make you comfortable and it's not something that you would like that your children to do my question is what if it's just a family thing and not culture related at all i mean if it's just a family thing that's still like culturally for you i guess that's true i'm just curious because i think like in certain cultures where it's like that's the norm and it's like if you don't that's you also have like context of seeing other people within your culture mm-hmm. participating it you see like on movie in movies and tv shows and just social circles talking about that kind of a thing and part of me wonders if you didn't know for six years and it was kept a little quiet like is this a shameful thing from his perspective or her perspective like you know if you're gonna yeah. do it then just do it then do like then if you're gonna it if you're gonna kiss your kid on for you Exactly. Like you should fucking do it at Panera. Like you should, you kiss your mom on the lips at fucking Panera. You, uh, you, you pick, you're picking up dog poop, like whatever it is. Like it shouldn't be, if it's only something like, oh, we just do that inside the house. (laughs) That's weird. I have more questions now. Please write back. Keep it in the family. Has she ever tried to kiss you on the lips? And who leans in? Like, is it 50 50? Is it like, give me my kiss or come over here? I mean, put one on you. Or they just hug and kiss. Yeah, that's the you know, the Hollywood way. All right. Next one. Hi, Megan and Melissa. My current roommate and I have lived together all through college and even now during this first year out of college. However, post-grad has been an adjustment. I work from home full-time and have made a lot of new friends this year. With these changes and the amount of time I spend at home, I feel like it's time for me to separate 
and I've made the decision to not renew my lease with her and move into my own apartment alone. I did give her 10 months notice. We have a full, we have a 12 month lease regarding my decision so that she would be able to make new arrangements. But recently she has been really distant with me and claims that the moving situation and having to potentially live alone have been causing her immense stress. She doesn't have a full-time job, so I've been attempting to find various resources that could provide rental assistance and support, but she doesn't seem to want my help. So am I wrong for not going back on my decision to live alone, even though I'm causing stress for her financially and mentally? Thanks so much. No, you gave her 10 months. I think you gave her too much time. Like 10 months is plenty of time for her to make arrangements to find rental assistance, to find another roommate, to figure things out. Like you're not, you have a obligation to the leasing office, not your roommate. I know that like y'all have been, you've lived together through college and everything. And she's probably having some separation anxiety, but y'all are adults at some time, at some point you're going to need to separate anyway. And so, you know, you work from home, you want your own space and you've got new friends and you're, you grow. And sometimes when you grow, you grow apart. And so you gave her ample time and you tried to help, which I don't even think, I don't even think that you should be helping her. Like she should be figuring things out on her own. Yeah. I mean, I don't disagree. I think that 10 months is way too much time. Like I would be shocked if things didn't get weird because that means you signed your, you renewed your lease two months ago. So if I was in her shoes and we'd been living together, like not even like, I'm not thinking that I would have a guarantee to live with her next year, but like two months into like just having renewed our lease. And then it's like, oh, by the way, I'm like next, I'm going to live alone after that. Like I would be like, oh shit, did I do something? Like what happened? Like what's in my mind that it feels like you might have regretted renewing the lease in that situation. And I think like, in theory, giving as much notice is is good. But like, I I think you kind of screwed yourself over because I would have given like four months notice, maybe five, but I think 10 makes it look like you're regretting your decision to live with her. So like, I think I, it would make sense if things got kind of weird. And then she didn't want your help because it might be felt like you were trying to push her out without, you, you know, and like, it feeling guilty. Like, I don't think you should feel guilty at all. I don't think you should go back on your decision. Like, I think it's the right call. I just think that <laughs> you gave too much, too much notice. And it's I kind of like thinking about that, that you just resigned another lease two months ago. And then yeah. it would just be like, oh shit. Like, okay. And then that makes the whole fucking next 10 months. It's like, it's like giving notice that you're going to quit your job like six months in advance. And it's just like, well, now, or like, you're going to break up with somebody six months in advance. You're like, well, now this is fucking awkward. Like, mm-hmm. how do I, like, what's our relationship like now? This is kind of weird. And it's not a time when she just already, like, just finished signing a lease. And now is like, fuck, now I have to think about this next one. When in reality, you know, it could have been four months beforehand, which is more than enough time. So again, I don't think you're wrong, but I do think you could have potentially mitigated some of this awkwardness, weirdness, and stress if you hadn't done this 10 months early. But I also think that the writer was thinking that, you know, I'm giving them time to save money and figure things out. But 
Yeah. I would have just done it before you signed the last. If like, you wanted to give way more than enough time, I would have done it before you signed the last lease. And like when you're talking about renewing and being like, okay, so like, how about we re- like, let's renew just for one year. I think like next year I want to like live alone and do my own thing. So like, this is going to be our last living year living together. Like, it'll be so fun. Like this is our like f- final hurrah. And then we'll like, you know, still be friends, but have a different place there. So she knew what she was getting herself in for. Cause at that point you could have been like, Oh, I don't want to renew this then. But they might, but the writer might've come to the decision that, you know, like later. Yeah. But then something definitely happened and that's why it's weird. Or they just like, you know, they they realize I've been working from home so much and I just need my own space. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I think it's, I think it's valid, but I think it's, I, my whole goal is mitigate the awkward when you can, especially in situations that you like live in and you know you live and you learn yeah all right time for a break hey it's danny pellegrino from everything iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market hey it's Paige desorbo from giggly squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to quince i'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters sleek leather jackets fine jewelry and so much more with quince being 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands and they partner with factories that prioritize safe ethical and responsible manufacturing i love that luxury quality within reach go to quince.com style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order quince.com style hey folks i'm mark Marin from the wtf podcast and this episode is brought to you by kleenex ultra soft tissues 
your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Are we back? We're back. Hi. Now it is time for But Are They Wrong? Where we nominate the worst of the week, the worst of the month. To be fair, we actually have not recorded in a while. So this means that um, we have a plethora of things to choose from because people are constantly doing shitty shit all the time. Mm -hmm. Well, I was off the grid for a minute. I didn't know what was going on. Kanye is still being Kanye. Uh, Elon is still being Elon. Hmm, what else? QAnon is still QAnoning. There's a crossover of all three of those. <laughs> There's always been. No, yeah, there. That's we've, we're dealing with RSV, COVID, and the flu, and we're also mm-hmm. dealing with the same trifecta: Kanye, Q, and Elon, mm-hmm. hitting on both ends. So I would like to nominate the Atlanta nurses who posted oh, yeah. a TikTok of their icks. These are labor and delivery nurses. And they post a TikTok of the icks that they have with expectant parents who are giving birth in the hospital. So they were all fired. I'm just going to give you the heads up before we get into the egregious shit that they've done because uh, I have never even given birth and my blood was boiling. So anybody who is pregnant and or has recently given birth, I wanted to give you the caveat that they have been fired. So you don't you can unclench your fists and know going into this that this is horrific, but there have been repercussions. So fun little fact, they all work at Emory Hospital, a.k.a. Moss's alma mater. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, and now I can't wear my Emory lacrosse sweatshirt. It's in Atlanta and that, that it's it's one that people who might have uh, more complications in their pregnancy mm-hmm. or that that they're being sent there. So yes. if you haven't seen the trend, so people are doing it started with like couples and relationships and friends, siblings. I have been thinking that we should probably do a, a virtual one where we talk about each other's ex. It would be funny. And so the nurses hopped on this trend and they decided to say the ics that they have about their patients. So even just that as a whole, I'm like, no one thought that that was a bad idea. Okay, for sure, for sure. So how many is quartet? Four? Four. Mm -hmm. So this from New York Post, a quartet of Atlanta nurses have been fired based on their viral TikTok video. So one of the quotes is, We already told you to push the call light, but every five minutes, you have a family member coming into the front desk asking for something else. Excuse me, excuse me, she says. Can I have some water? Excuse me, can I have a blanket? And it's a minute long and they just keep going on and on. One of them that was like, oh my fucking God, was like when mothers ask how much their baby weighs while they're holding their baby. And it's just absolutely fucking horrific. So some one of the people commenting on it said, imagine saying these things with women at the most vulnerable moment of their lives. And Emery made a statement saying, this video does not represent our commitment to patient and family-centered care and falls short of the values and standards we expect every member of our team to hold and demonstrate. And they were all fired for it. But I think what's specifically not talked about, I, I mean, it's talked about 
it's on my algorithm and like my Twitter and my Instagram, but it's not so much in these articles is that black women have the highest mortality rates and the number of black patients who are in at that, that specific hospital is far higher than other places in the country. And so you're specifically having black women who might have more complicated births and pregnancies and pre-existing health conditions. And they're being sent to a hospital that has better care and they already have a higher maternal mortality rate. And then this is going to be your response to that. Like, don't say that to any women in general, but like, Mm -hmm. I can't imagine how terrifying that would be. And I saw people on Twitter who were like, I'm supposed to give birth here, like in like three weeks. And like how fucking terrifying that would be already. You're having to vet to make like hope and make sure that you're going to be safe as much as you can. And then knowing that like, oh, cool. This is what you're saying behind my back. There's there's also some uh, former patients that have posted like that was my nurse and this is how they treated me too. Yeah. And, you know, before anyone comes for us for saying the nurses are mean girls quotes, not all nurses are mean girls, but all mean girls are nurses. Mm-hmm. That is what it is. And like, it's just complain on your <laughs> complain on your own time behind people's backs quietly, not on social media. Do it when you get home. Like if you're so unhappy with everything, like, and you want to bitch about people, I understand your job is hard for sure. Bitch about them. But like, you should know that like you're bitching about people in some of like the darkest and hardest moments that they're having to go through. And Mm -hmm. you should not feel comfortable doing that on, you shouldn't be comfortable doing that publicly nor on a public platform. Right. There's a lot of those ick videos at people's jobs. And I'm like, you don't say that. There's one thing, you know, to decompose after a long day of work and share maybe with a friend or a therapist or a close confidant about the things that you go through at work. But you don't say that publicly. No. For, if you were curious what my face was, I think you said decompose. And then I was like, decompress. decompress. Did you I say decompose? Oh, I, meant I don't de- know, If I said decompose... I- I meant decompressed, but I don't know if that's what I heard because then you finished talking. Oh, okay. She must have said decompress and I heard wrong. But if anyone saw, if you saw me, my face going, if I I said it incorrectly, that's what I meant. I probably just heard it wrong. It's me. This thing that like, if you can, I can think of plenty of fucking things that will go viral on TikTok, but like, I'm not going to like that girl fucking like one girl who licked a fucking toilet seat. Like some things will naturally go viral, but that doesn't mean that you have to do them. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be repercussions. Imagine pissing off pregnant people, like as a whole. Like, <laughs> I, I'm I'm sleeping with one eye open. Like, yeah. All right. So mine is my wrong of the week. Wrongdoers of the week are bloggers that call themselves journalists. And this, I'm speaking specifically today to the ones that are quote unquote covering Tory Lanez's trial. There's a lot of people that are quote unquote, reporting what's going on with this trial. And it's either heavily skewed to make Tory Lanez look good or to try to make both Megan and Tory look good. And Megan is not on trial. So anything to make her look a certain way is not relevant to this at all. Like she's there as a victim. Are they trying to make both of them, sorry, both of them look good or both of them look bad? Both of them look better like both of them like look good and bad like like yeah. they're like I've seen people say well basically they're victim blaming and saying oh, okay. that this 
this happened to her because she did this. I'm not like when things are popping up, I'm not specifically like once I saw that there was a bunch of mess being said, I'm not continuously reading, but there is a lot of mess being said. But they're trying to make both of them look like good people or both of them look like bad people. Yeah. So like, a oh, mutual abuse thing or Mm -hmm. like, you know, misunderstanding, like downplaying. Okay, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And so Megan has not been charged with anything because there's nothing for her to be charged with. She also did not allegedly pull a gun on anyone. Tori did. So if you see people like tweeting or sharing TikToks or making blog posts about the trial, it's coming purely from like speculation and not like or people inserting their own thoughts. And it's not a credible source. Journalists write facts. Bloggers may share some facts, but it's going to be mixed in with their opinions. Ethical journalists aren't biased. Blog posts are based on bloggers' opinions. Journalists embark on a field work on field work where they conduct interviews. They talk to different people. They take images to support their stories. They also have to answer to someone that they work for. That's why there's like editors, there's heads of of newspapers, and like. You know, sometimes bloggers, they embellish things because they do things that make it seem, make it more salacious so that people, because a lot of it's just clickbait or they want the fame from it. Journalists write succinctly. Um, They don't add any extra things that make it more saucy. And there's no such, I've seen this being thrown around a lot called a citizen journalist. There's no such thing as that. (laughs) Like you cannot, you're just, you're gossiping. There's no such thing as a citizen journalism. And also journalists have to be present at the things that they report on. You can't just read a bunch of things and then put all the information together and share your thoughts because that's a book report. That's not being (laughs) a journalist. That's what you did in school. It's a BuzzFeed listicle. (laughs) Yes. And like most journalists have to have a degree in journalism. And my last note on this is that like a lot of what we consider like television news sources aren't actual, they're not journalists either. And I'm not just talking about like Fox News. MSNBC is filled with a lot of people that share their opinions. They're usually opinions that I agree with, you agree with, because it's a more left leaning, but it's still opinions. It's not facts. So when you're going to these credible sources, make sure that you're going to places where it's journalism based. I mean, there's 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 a lot of like actual journalists on MSNBC. There's one or two on Fox News. But for the majority, a lot of it is opinion based information. So we have to be, you know, careful when we're ingesting the the news that's out there. Yeah. And like you know, new, like facts, people, like journalists can like have, add their own opinions into something after they've done their research, conducted their interviews and like their viewpoint. And you should be vetting the journalists that you listen to based Mm -hmm. on whose viewpoints you align with, because they are going, like people are writing things to like skew a certain, a certain way. And like, sometimes for me, like, I don't want to read something that's completely unbiased because I'm just like, I want I I want to know that I'm reading something that is coming from someone who's going to approach it with the same mm-hmm. nuance that I would. Yeah. I like specific, I don't like watching MSNBC because it's so skewed. I prefer like 
CNN is more central. Like they CNN reports the facts, so it makes it seem like it's more left leaning because it's fact based. But like they they are there's not a lot of like opinions shared in it. Yeah, and like the thing that's different about like same with NPR. Blog, I'll throw that out there too. Yeah, like the same thing. The thing that's different with bloggers is they're taking the facts and crafting the narrative to fit what their audience will find entertaining. Mm -hmm. And the entertainment part is the part that's like, no, hard stop. Like hard fucking stop here. Like if I want to watch, like if I want to watch someone entertain me with some like fucking salacious wild news, I'm going to watch Trevor Noah. Like Mm -hmm. nobody can do a funny monologue like that. Like nobody can. He's gone though. I can't. I know. It breaks (laughs) my heart. But there are funny like things like that that I, and I respect your your opinions because I agree I've vetted you and I've watched you and listened and read things that you've done and like I agree with that and so like I want to it's nice to kind of get in that echo chamber and hear someone who's like saying all the things that I think but you're saying them with multiple college degrees and I'm like yes perfect amazing but like one of the people who's doing like the on-scene reporting for this is a creator named Adam 22 who has like rape allegations against him Mm-hmm. so huh and like the same thing with the Depp Heard trial and Annie's Andy Singor who's from Clever and he was fired for sexual misconduct and still since then has had lots of people file complaints against him and he's the one reporting on quote-unquote reporting on that side of it like people Mm -hmm. who have something to gain there like there's a huge difference between someone who has you know everyone loves his journalistic integrity and has gone to school and again like you said has to report to the legal team where they work Mm -hmm. has to report to like their boss and all of that kind of stuff and also has to maintain a reputation so they can continue to do their job and get work those people aren't making thousands of dollars off of clickbait titles and all of this kind of shit like Journalists aren't making millions of dollars off of a single article, but content creators are. Yeah. And I'm going to say their jobs don't rely on people clicking. I mean, they do, but like their their paycheck doesn't rely on like how many clicks this is going to get. They get paid a base salary. They're not going to make things more salacious because they need more views or clicks or people sharing. And that was like the whole thing with like BuzzFeed News and shit that it was like, there was a company essentially trying to get people to treat the news like that. And it was like, no, that's not how Mm -hmm. reporting works in any sense of the matter. So yeah, I've seen the most, all the shit that I've seen has been other people's commentary, the victim blaming Mm -hmm. shit. And also, like you said, like she's not on trial. It's the state versus tour. Like it's the, uh, I just think that if we can't have enough like knowledge of the legal system to even know like who's pressing charges against who and like who's coming after who, then like stop talking about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I saw Kiki, Queen Kiki, post a video talking about how um, it's a shame how people are placing ba- blame on Megan. And then also just because his album sonically sounded good where he spent the whole album gaslighting her. Yeah, no, it's it's bullshit. And it's, again, it's like the same thing that happened during 
the Depp and Heard trial where you have people who like genuinely don't give a shit about either of them, mm-hmm. but who like just love to take a woman down and love to defend any reason to physically harm a woman. And then they get to hop on there and then they rile up at the, the rest of the people who might not have been as like violent and disgusting and all of that shit. And then it becomes, oh, you're poisoning other people's hearts and minds. And then she's yeah. left to deal with that shit. Mm-hmm. I feel so fucking bad for her. Yeah. We love her. We love her and we stand with her and um, fuck anyone who is against her. Fuck anyone Mm -hmm. who's made any comments against her. Drake. I don't. Aubrey. You know, you know, you know your shit. Did you see that fucking diamond necklace thing? Yes. Does he look in weirdo? Does he look in the mirror every morning and go, I am embarrassed. Like, is he embarrassed to see his reflection? Because Everything he no. does gives me such fucking secondhand because embarrassed cringe. He's not embarrassed because we know what this necklace symbolizes. So like we shouldn't know. No. You know? Like <laughs> like if he wanted to do this for himself, great. But we shouldn't know why. He's not embarrassed. Like, somebody get this man therapy. And like a long, long vacation without his phone. Like mm-hmm. I have just never seen such a famous like, where's my hug guy? I can't. You couldn't waterboard that fucking information out of me. No, but he he wants attention. He wants he wants to get those women that feel like they can fix a man or they feel sorry. He wants people to feel sorry for him. Drake's just a broken soul that hasn't found that person that loves him and treats him the way that he needs to be treated. If I'm going to fix a man, it's going to be Maddie Healy. It is not going to be Drake. It's an interest for some women. Not me. That's for them. Not me. In the same way, kissing parental units on the mouth is not for me. Drake isn't for me either. All right. Well, that's the end of today's episode. Anyways, that is it for our episode. We hope you all enjoyed. Like Melissa said at the start of the episode, if you want to vote, which you should vote, might I say, please listen to the episode because some people are like, I'm just guessing, LOL. And we like to have Why? S- somewhat accurate of stats. Like if you're like, haven't listened yet and you're not going to listen before the voting like closes because it's only up for 24 hours and like, Vote on the things that you know, like if it's the wrong of the week, if you already know that kind of thing. But we like, you know, we, we want to have the the numbers we like to re- when we report on Friday to say what mm-hmm. the averages were, what people voted with and don't skew our metrics because we already have to account for the the mistaps, the misclicks. Right. The hanging chads, if you will. You don't remember that from well, you were little from the when um your lover Al Gore was running for president. Mm. And he lost because in Florida, they used to have these things called chads that you poke little holes in and some of them were hanging. So you couldn't tell if they came off or not. And so they were just counting those as Bush votes, even though they weren't necessarily Bush votes. And this is when there was a Bush that was governor of Florida as well. So that was the whole thing of the hanging chads. And so these, when you miss... When you miss votes, you, you're the hanging chads. And who wants to be called a chat? Nobody. By the way, did you know he's teaching a fucking masterclass? Who? George W. w. Bush. 
Yeah. Like the one that's the masterclass. Yeah. The masterclass on authentic leadership. And here's the thing. Mm -hmm. I think it's just a missed opportunity because truly what it should have been is how to be a war criminal president and still somewhat lovable (laughs) for a lot of people across America. Like, come on. It's like, it's like, it should have been how to be a himbo. Like that is like legitimately. Yeah, I think how to be a himbo is done. perfect because he was oblivious to a lot of the things that were going on because he wasn't. He was just the face. He wasn't the actual president. No, he is the the presidential mm-hmm. himbo. Like, yeah, that should be your masterclass. Authentic leadership. I'm sorry. Is it Dick Cheney giving this masterclass? Because right. that's let's 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 call it spade a spade. Come on, mm-hmm. come on. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's it. We will circle back next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. But Am I Wrong is a production by me, Megan Rinks. And me, Melissa DeMonts, plus Diamond Imprint Productions. Post-production by Coco Lorenz. And production assistance by Melanie D. Watson.